Welcome, one and all, to your Hawkeye podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. No fun conversations ever started that way. The Hawkeye podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode five, Ronin, is brought to you by Braised Reindeer. Yum. Pete, this week, quiet on the pop culture front here, just talking about Hawkeye. That I think that's all that's going on, right? Yeah, yeah, that's all. <laughs> um, of course, this uh, week also, the uh, premiere of Spider-Man No Way Home, which, uh, as we are recording this, uh, the expected box office take may be coronavirus proof, maybe in the $200 million range in the United States, and like $150 million elsewhere in the world. So separate from health concerns, and hopefully everybody who saw it in theaters did as you and I did, Pete, remaining masked and so forth. But this monster, monster box office for a movie that we will be discussing on the Pop Culture Podcast feed and the Marvel Movie Podcast feed on Monday. Yeah, so get us your feedback, I would say, by about... Two o'clock on Monday Eastern time, so we can incorporate that into our podcast. Pete, there's also a week where the cryptic Vincent D'Onofrio tweets from the past and the somewhat cryptic but more understandable Vincent D'Onofrio tweets from this week have all made sense. When I was a boy. <laughs> yeah, just, it, I don't know, it, it, Pete. Watching the end of this episode, which we will discuss in due course, uh, affirming other stuff that we've watched this week, affirming as well, I guess, hashtag, it's all connected, is still a true thing. Uh, Pete, looking ahead, though, to uh, two other universes that we podcast, what do we have on the space radar in the coming week or week and a half? We are just outside the 10-day countdown to blast off. For the book of Boba Fett, and we will be bringing you our final preview of that series this week, middle of the week. And also this upcoming week on 1 2 2 2 2 1, because uh, apparently the Matrix mirror still works. Uh, that's when uh, the Matrix Resurrections comes out on HBO Max and, uh, and oldie fashioned theaters, and we'll be podcasting that the following Monday. Uh, and Pete, that's going to be free for all to listen on Patreon. You don't need to be a Patreon supporter to find it there, uh, but it'll be available only there on our Patreon. You certainly can become a Patreon, uh, but as Matt is saying here, we're making that free for all. Uh, our little Christmas gift to you. Run, run, Let's go through our run run recap. In 2018, Yelena Bolova and another widow, Sonia, enter a mansion in a snow covered landscape and find Anna drinking tea. Yelena pulls her gun to Anna's forehead and is told to do it, but hesitates. And they fight before Yelena pins her because she's trying to help her. Anna asks why they broke into her house then. Elena tells Sonia to hold Anna while they hit her with the antidote. Psst, 
look what you did to my rug. $20,000 down the drain. She is not brainwashed. She does what they're best at for her mansion, killing for money. Pete, it's great that we have this little previously on Black Widow update. Oh, wait, Pete. <laughs> That's not, that, we're not watching the Black Widow Chronicles as it turns out, although, you know, Pete, a good week for hashtag it's all connected because, of course, we're picking up from elements from Black Widow uh, and so forth. Uh, some time passes. They're having some tea. They're reflecting on Pete, what I would like to call hashtag free the widows. Um, but hey, how's your sister doing? Yelena indeed notes that she's looking forward to uh, to spending time with her sister. She steps into the bathroom and washes her hands. And we see a new perspective of the dusting. We see her get dusted, but for a moment, then come back. And then the room ostensibly reform, uh, reforms around her with different paint. I think obviously we know this is just an artistic way of saying, look, she's gone, she's back, and now now things have changed around her. Um, it's it's nice camera work to show all of that. Pete, did you notice in the what is now the five years ago portion of the scene how there was this super large tapestry or mural or, uh, or whatever, enough to say, this is a big rich person's room. Then when she comes out of the bathroom, look, all sorts of elements are different, like uh, the people there and so forth, but still the giant mural is there, enough to really hammer home. It's the same place, just things have changed. And uh, indeed, we see a man, we see a child. We're about to get on screen uh, five years later, Pete, just like that. They built the bathroom just so they could do this. And then the decoration, the redecoration of it, uh, really, really well done. And you think that we've seen reincorporation via the blip with Monica Rambeau, but later for Yelena to tell us that it was five seconds and obviously Anna explaining it was five years. I love the wide shot of the redecorated room in the mansion there. Uh, and and then the uh, the superimpose to tell us of the passage of time, something obviously we've already put together before we see that. Uh, Anna has gotten married. They adopted three years ago. Sonia did not turn to dust, and she started with contract work like Anna had been doing. And Anna invites Yelena to stay in her home as long as she needs but Yelena needs to find Natasha and tell her she's okay as we go to the Marvel Studios logo. And then, previously on Hawkeye. That's right. Um, there's still a Hawkeye show to talk about. Um, we get the title card. Uh, we see Kate limping on home. Of course, home being the stately uh, sanctuary there built, built by great-great-grandfather. Mom is concerned. Kate is overwhelmed. Fantastic acting out of both ladies particularly as Haley steinfeld finds the little girl uh acting wise little girl within her as she is in mom's arms i think it's a really well-earned and authentic moment for as much as kate has talked to the hero talk this is the first the first real outing the first time she's been a little bloodied and so forth and it's just i, I think it's an incredibly authentic uh moment and indeed later mom is 
cleaning Kate's cuts, dabbing nicely at those prosthetic cuts. Please, Vera, we don't need to wipe them off completely. Just we want to be able to do do further takes. Wait, uh-huh. they don't really cut. Uh, 25, 24-year-old uh, actresses' faces for uh, for these scenes? Come on, where's your authenticity, Matt? <laughs> um, Pete, maybe it's because, as Vera says, and Kate admits to, uh, pardon me, not, I'm mixing character and, and actor name here. As Mom says, and Kate admits to, uh, Kate Bishop is no superhero. Yes, here the discussion that it doesn't have to change who she is if she's not a superhero man oh i wonder what that could mean that what you might do would be a little different that you dreamed of as a child you know murdering people for kingpin indeed uh particularly watching the uh watching the episode uh in, in second view here um mom admitting confidence like on like Clint Barton is a weapon, like Maya Lopez is a weapon, like Elena Belova is a weapon, you know, Hawkeye weapon season two. <laughs> uh, Kate admits to having looked into Armand's murder uh, and indeed Jack. To, there's some talk of Sloan Limited. Mom promises that she will look into it. Uh, we'll, we'll know, I suppose, next week to what degree Mom actually looked into it because I think Maybe the episode gave us some false stuff in a bit, but elsewhere, Pete, seamless move from one scene in which uh, a hero's wounds are cleaned to Kazi cleaning Maya's wounds. She admits to it hurting and says that in the fight there was another woman. Something is going on. It's bigger than Maya thought. Uh, if nothing else, Pete, some chance... Uh, if if possible, chance at redemption for Maya as she's realizing that she's part of a larger uh, beat. I will say web. I don't mean that in an ironic, weak o Spider Man and occasional Spider Man villain showing up in this episode sort of sense, but more the 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 dramatic web. This well trained woman that Maya refers to here uh, is she with uh, Barton? And uh, Kate Bishop doesn't seem to be the case. Um, Bakazi tells her that her hunt must stop. Even though she's so close, Kazi will help her capture Ronan. But as soon as they kill him, that's it. Uh, We have Kate going back to her fire-damaged loft. But wait, she sees an open window and someone is there. Kate throws and Sriracha on the table. Well, uh, Pete, yes, Sriracha. Although they they interestingly call it uh, hot sauce, like it's like generic brand hot sauce. Uh, Pete, I'm not really into hot sauce, but I do like me some Sriracha. I, I dare say, perhaps king of the hot sauces. I don't know, sovereign of the the hot sauces. Um, great introduction, reintroduction here with Yelena, who is he has made macaroni. Would you like some, Kate Bishop? It's delicious. Um, uh, the fire is out, Matt, but this scene absolutely <laughs> smolders. Well, and here's something else that I think is interesting here. I know I've given some uh, loving digs to the energy differences between Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld in this show. Now, here's another way to look at it. We've seen Jeremy Renner's quiet energy, I think it's safe to say, get 
get outshone by Haley Steinfeld's enthusiasm. What I find interesting about this scene is now it's Oscar nominee Steinfeld getting, in my opinion, blown out of the water by Oscar nominee Florence Pugh. Some of that is because of the role. You know, what? This is so crazy, having dinner with the enemy. Like, <laughs> it is a bit more fun to be the, you know, the trained killer. You get to do the accent. There's no um, dramatic... There's no safety stakes for uh, Yelena here. That's not to say that Florence Pugh does not have dramatic stakes in the scene, but it's like Yelena is unconcerned about her safety so she can play, Mm -hmm. you know, VIP Hall of Famer visiting Little League kid. um, And that's her perspective. So it's the juicier role. It's just interesting. I spent three episodes kind of biting my tongue going, Jeremy, wake up a little bit. Or is this supposed to be the performance? I don't quite know, but... Haley's the Haley's defining the character of the next generation. Now it's like, whoa, Haley, this is what Jeremy felt like for those three episodes. Right. You know, the exuberance here that Florence Pugh brings, I mean, from the catching the sriracha to the hi, she made the macaroni. Um, even the way that she dresses here like a pirate. <laughs> And then with her hair down, there's serious Natasha vibes there. Um, She was starving. Kate took forever to show up at her apartment here. So she's been laying in wait. Uh, You know, just the one fork in the house. And the plastic forks are not cutlery. She must not entertain much, I guess, Matt. Um, And that Yelena did not try to kill her she stuck her on a wire she eliminated an obstacle she's promising now not to hurt her she has no weapons on her take that back don't have any weapons currently in her hands looks at the rings (laughs) it's just it's great it's so simplistically written but it's even better as it's performed um and we are we're not only looking at the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Matt, for the next decade, we're looking at its present. Well, Pete, let me pitch you on a show, uh, <laughs> which is not rumored, but let me let me pitch you on a show circa 2023. Okay, uh, it's called Hawkeye and the Black Widow, and it's these two ladies you know, going on adventures, New York based, whatever it might be. Like, I don't know. It's just, it, we've talked before, or I've talked before again, as I try and, uh, bite my tongue at the curious energy choices that we see on screen from either Jeremy Renner or Clint Barton. I don't mean to dump overly on Jeremy Renner because he's a very, very wonderful actor, but I've said, you know, it's peanut butter and chocolate sauce. Pete, here we have, uh, peanut butter and chocolate, period. And it just works hot with sauce. these two. <laughs> yeah, with a little hot sauce in it. What is that tingle? It's hot sauce. Uh, come on, take a fork. Eat. Daddy says it is good for you. Um, and that she's having dinner with the enemy, the good smelling macaroni. Uh, and, you know, just a little bit here. You wanted to uh me to kill you would have happened right as you open the door wouldn't have even had time to shut it 
And then, you know, we have to talk about the superb choice of music throughout this episode to start with the Christmas time is here. Charlie Brown downer music, you know, uh, made even better by the arrested development (laughs) use of it and have Clint be kicking the rock here down the street to grills apartment. Indeed. Uh, grills is, 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 is apartment. Um, of course, grills is more than happy for Clint Barton to come on up and relax. Uh, we're going to see in a bit, the red carpet is rolled out and I don't know. That's a very authentic and enjoyable moment, but back to the macaroni party. Kate's had her fill. So Yelena adds lots of no brand Sriracha. Uh, she says it's her. <laughs> Which first... was an improvised move on the set. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Florence Pugh apparently loves hot sauce. Um, and the directors, uh, Bert and Bertie, uh, they they felt bad that they were asking her to eat so much of it. She's like, no, no, I love it. I love it. Um, we've talked before, and here's a great time to just dust it off again. The secret sauce for the MCU is knowing when to hit your guideposts and knowing when to uh throw out the plan and sit and go it doesn't make any darn difference what yelena eats in this scene of this episode if this is a decade-long character florence wants to eat some hot sauce put some hot sauce in there if it's awesome you do some takes with it if it's great if that's the thing that makes it sizzle great that could now become a thing for the next 10 years and it could be you know the whole nine yards and the whole you know the way it's like pete i never heard of shawarma before uh, Avengers, but ever since then, now it's like, oh man, one day Pete and I, we're going to get some shawarma, and it's going to be because of this one time in the movie when we didn't leave uh, the theater till the very till the lights got turned on. You know, it's it's those little extra things there. Um, Interior Maya's apartment, sriracha sauce on kitchen countertop. Uh, whatever works, let's <laughs> let's make it work, Pete. Um. To cut the scene quick, show you where Clint is, that he's in this episode to update you, but then to come back to this and and get at the real reindeer meat of this scene here, again, through the humor, which Florence Pugh just executes so well. First time in New York. It's a business trip, you know, so time limited. She wants to see the Empire State Building. The new and improved <clears throat> Statue of Liberty. Talk more about that on Monday. And the Rockefeller Center. Uh, Kate tells her that she's got to see the tree. Yelena loves these American Christmases. The trees, the presents, the superpowered reindeer Rudolph. He's so weird. And uh, Pew is absolutely adorable in this role. She is, and simultaneous to watching these Hawkeye episodes, as I've been watching uh, Haley Steinfeld and Dickinson, where she gets to be the goofy, you know, shiny penny that doesn't fit and, and all of that. Um, it's It was, again, it was just so interesting. It's been interesting to be like, okay, Haley Steinfeld's not being given 100% of the oomph of the lead, in part because this is a two-lead show. No harm, no foul. But to now see... Florence Pugh come in with that kind of 
I mean this in the best sense, like sucking the the oxygen out of the scene. And that's not a you know that's not to be disrespectful against uh, Haley Steinfeld. It's just this is what the character this is what the character of Yelena is that's so special and made the Black Widow movie. You know, you you kind of watch it and go, okay, the final outing for uh, for ScarJo. And instead, it's like, oh no, this is the Florence Pugh Black Widow two origin movie that you thought was there to be the send off for an old character. Um, I think the thing that impresses me the most about these two, again, these are these are Hollywood elites right now. They're both 25. Okay, Pew is going to turn 26 sooner, but the the world weariness that she has, you never doubt for a moment that Yelena is older than Haley Steinfeld. Okay. And all Florence Pugh, little women, you know, jokes aside of her playing, you know, the two different ages, which is, is a, is a stretch. Um, you know, this scene, you never ever doubt who is in, to my mind, significantly older. Uh, certainly in terms of life experience like oh one went to like you know archery school the other one has been in killer camp since she was little (laughs) um yelena though says that she's no bloodthirsty uh vigilante which of course is a bit of a slam uh because yelena is starting to set up why she's there and what the beef is uh against clint barton yeah um Going through the information that she's aware of about Kate the Bishop, uh, her mother, Eleanor, living on Park and 40, 41st, father, Derek, deceased, very sad, um, recently saving a dog, pretty cool, gets points for that. Her GPA, 3.8, she's a senior, she's a double major. Um so it comes to the question here if Yelena is there to talk to Clint and now we come to it. No, she's there to kill him. Uh, and why does Kate Bishop risk her life for Clint? Uh, how has everybody forgiven him for his past? Well, he saved the world. No, her sister did. And... Um, Kate is told that she is Natasha's sister. Um, And thank goodness she didn't kill her on the roof there. Kate didn't. Um, But wait, Natasha and Clint were friends, right, Matt? Like, help us understand this. And it's effortless in terms of the exposition of laying it out at the same time, the attitude of these two characters on diametric ends of the spectrum. Yes, indeed. This reminder that he has killed so many people uh, and a new spin that I think for us, you know, we who have seen uh, more of Ronan in action than Kate Bishop has, uh, this notion that Clint is in New York City to protect his legacy as a good guy. And it's kind of like, oh, 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 I, I as an audience member can't argue that i can't argue against that currently um kate 
does reiterate that he's an Avenger. Uh, Yelena asks if this means that Clint then gets a pass for this man that Kate has known for a week. Um, and it's made clear that Yelena is not here for revenge, despite that kind of being suggested in the Black Widow scene. Uh, we'll probably dig into that more. Uh, she does make it clear here that she has been hired, and that is definitely filed under check back later in the story for a development on that. Right. The great line here, the very Russian trail of blood that follows Clint Barton could wrap around the entire world. But as you said, this this is not um, a transaction of vengeance. It's just convenient that it winds up that way. Um, and that he's not a good person, uh, that Elena says that, but Kate, of course, saying that uh, he's not perfect, but good. And the thesis here that it doesn't matter that you're defined by what you do, not the nice words and the use of the word Avenger. What does it even mean? Why does it hold so much power? Really digging into the language and the, the cultural differences as well. But there's no escaping this. Uh, Elena asks where Clint is. Kate doesn't know. It's not a lie. She's not aware right now. Um, so she thanks her. Elena does for the girls' night, truly, and tells Kate Bishop not to get in her way again and then hits that grappling hook, takes a look back, and out she goes. Pete, you talk about so much power in the next scene, Clint is uh, feeding the dog pizza again because a medium-large dog that you're feeding so much pizza is going to have <laughs> so many leavings. The power is going to be incredible. Hopefully that's not happening in Grill's apartment and the leavings are happening outside, but still, that's that's that's... that's that's a lot. I just want to say, I know it's the MCU and some of the rules are different. It's not good for dogs. Don't don't feed pizza to your dogs. Just Indeed. don't. We can assume that there is an artisanal pet snack maker in Atlanta who was making uh, yeah. dog-healthy snacks that look like pizza. Yeah, yeah. And I would only expect that. Um he Clint asks Grills to look after the dog for a couple more days because uh, he's got a hotel. But no way is Hawkeye staying in a hotel for Christmas. Grills offers him the couch. Heck, even his bed. The couch will be great. Oh, hey, Matt. Missy has dropped off the new outfits. Do you want to see them right now or in the finale next week? Clint votes for the finale next week. I would like to talk to the Disney Plus staffer who, a week or two ago, as I've complained about in the past, uh, updated the Disney Plus Hawkeye banner with the costumes because it would have been cool to like, it would have been cool to click on the finale and be like, oh man, they said the new outfits are coming. Oh look, 106, there's a new banner. Okay, that's a little spoilery, but that's cool. I can't wait to see them in action. So Shades of the Daredevil moving logos on netflix at the end of season one right uh pete i have forgotten what you're talking about at least that's what i'm going to pretend so that you can explain <laughs> it to the audience because i remember everything from that show that definitely is part of the mcu 
So he doesn't get the Daredevil suit until the final episode. But obviously, as Netflix delivers all of its episodes for a season at once, okay, you're going to get to that, right? So they had at the time, they would do like the the poster. All right, he's got the glasses on, he's dressed as a lawyer, and then, you know, the shimmering effect, and then looks up and he's got the, the helmet and the outfit on, and it kind of ruined it for a lot of people. Got it, got it. Back to Kate's mom's penthouse. Uh, Jack is under arrest, but he's not worried. And I mean, Pete, you've you've praised this actor before, and uh, rightfully so for this series. I, I'm sure he's equally great in uh, Breaking Meth and and those shows. Um, <laughs> Breaking Meth. <laughs> but like, he is so. I I, I mean, look, I'll, I'll 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 tip my hand at a little theory for later like oh these aren't even cops arresting him even if they are like it's that in this moment jack is, that is so detective caudle well listen jack is so one percent of the one percent like tax evasion what did i listen i get lawyer and we just we figured this out like he's so charming even as he's being arrested pete you're t- I, I guess you're telling me it's a cop we've seen already this season it is but the way that it happens as Kate gets out of the elevator it feels like theater like all right I I see her outside everybody let's get that because um Wilson Fisk has never bought off legions of New York police officer officers on daredevil right hashtag it's reconnected it's just it's a it's a wonderful even if you're gonna say okay next next week you know, episode 106, there he is in the police station. Okay, fine. Or, you know, and, and it was a legit arrest and so forth. It plays in every direction perfectly from it's all theater for Kate's sake to this is a guy who just like, you do your one call, you call your Manhattan attorney, who's an amazing attorney, maybe not from Hell's Kitchen. Um, and, you know, they come in guns a blazing and then you go out to dinner that night because it, th- these are things like laws or minor inconveniences. It's just it's a wonderfully written scene, acted scene in episode where I, I think they're counting scenes to make sure the episode doesn't go too long. And they're serving other masters in this scene. But you got to check in with Jack and the scene is is effectively uh, executed. Tony Dalton's transition from Better Call Saul to this and the understated way. Oh, I've obviously been framed. You know, the only Sloan I ever knew was of nightmare from Palm beach. I'll have this all cleared back and be here in a jiffy for the Christmas party in the finale. Looking forward to that Christmas party. With that, we cut to Pershing Square. Uh, there's a Battle of New York Memorial, uh, noting this is where the Avengers came together. Uh, to Clint, it's a chance to speak to Natasha, as one might speak at a gravestone, talking to her about everything that made her great. He misses her. Uh, this is all done, by the way, with the uh, with the hearing aid out and kind of the requisite um, reduction of sound effects, ambient sound and so forth. Uh, and the scene concludes with him apologizing for what he's about to do. And he pops that hood up. The bravest 
the the most stubborn, the most loyal of them, Natasha checked here. And for what? For a stupid orange rock that he's replayed it a million times in his head, hoping for a different outcome. And he tries to earn it, uh, what she gave him every day here. Um, into Kate's bedroom where we have trophies and photos and medals. And there's a bulletin board, Matt, with the Bishop Security Holiday Party, 24 December 2024 at the 30 Rock. Uh, Pete, excellent eye there for set decoration. Uh, dramatically, what's going on with Kate as she looks at all these awards and whatnot? She's reflecting on what it means to be a hero, including looking at that first bow, of course, inspired by Hawkeye. Uh, then she calls Clint's voicemail, voicemail repeatedly, uh, fun kind of quick cutting as it's call one, call two, and so forth until the, uh, the voice mailbox is full and she throws the phone. Um, a fun little scene. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens in the Trust of Bro Truck. Indeed, Pete. They talk about Run DMC, and my notes say this is where Pete will talk about the time he met a Run DMC, and I took the picture. <laughs> yes, I met uh, Daryl Mack at New York Comic Con, and um, Run DMC, the Raising Hell uh, album in the mid 1980s. I had a lime green Walkman. And that was the first cassette tape I got. Uh, would listen to it nonstop. There's one F word on the entire album. And of course, the time I stuck it in the tape deck of my cool aunt and uncle's car. Uh, it had to play that, in which case they ejected it and said, we're not going to listen to that ever again. Uh, Pete, I wish... I knew how to describe what it was like seeing you talk to him um, because it wasn't it it wasn't like hero worship, but it was but there was there was reverence and coolness mixed together. I don't know if there's a word in another language that captures that, you know, um, but it was it, it was a great thing to see. I'm sure it was a great moment for you to meet him. And this is a guy who's done extensive work with comics. I mean, obviously being in a jewel of a of a rap group i mean run dmc is seminal and of course you know with the the death jam master j in 2002 he was he was murdered um you know obviously they've not reconvened as that original group um but yeah i was just so so pleased to run into him and just to be able to to thank your heroes, you know what a what an important album uh, that was for me coming up as a as a young kid living in the suburbs. You know, my entree to rap was Run DMC and the and the Beastie Boys, and uh, you know that that first album. I mean the. Aerosmith collaboration walk this way and hearing that at high school dance or at our grammar school dances. And, you know, then I'm at Comic-Con with you and we, we turn a corner and run right into Daryl Mack. It was, it was sublime. 
Well, with the Run DMC music playing, uh, we have uh, two of the tracksuits in the Trust a Bro truck talking about Run DMC and so forth. They turn a corner and uh, an arrow is fired through the windshield, uh, about, about what a foot through it. Um, I don't want to say it's a scary moment. It's not quite a jump cut, but it's a good it's a good surprise uh, for we the audience. Uh, and after a moment of drama, saying "Ooh, that could have hit me," but it was stopped and so forth. Uh, the side of the arrow opens up. Pete, it's a message arrow with a little scroll. The note telling Maya to meet at the spot where she first met Ronan. Alone. But they are not Maya. And we head to Times Square at night. Where Wait, Clint... Pete, not, not just any part of Times Square. On the <laughs> left-hand side is Disney's The Disney Store. On the right-hand side, a bit farther back, is Disney's The Lion King on Broadway. Rawr. It's it's the most magical place in the most magical time. And <laughs> Disney, Disney, Disney. Yeah, they conveniently miss the uh, Bubba Gump uh, shrimp there. Um, but... He's got the uh, hearing aid and the phone going there in the ear. Uh, Laura answers. It's perfect timing. She just put Nate down. She's putting gifts under the tree. So Christmas Eve. Um, But they need to talk. And no fun conversations ever started that way as Clint enters the central NYC gymnasium where he's been before. He's got that locker to retrieve the gear. Tells Laura that the problem keeps getting bigger and that Maya is relentless, that she's gotten her hands on the watch, and that she's also looked into their family, and that someone has hired a Black Widow. Um, He doesn't want to think about where this all goes, and Laura tells Clint, they've been so careful that the kids and her are so far away, but he says it's never far enough. If he doesn't end it tonight, it's just a matter of time before the big guy gets involved at the end of the episode in something that they shot multiple reveals for. Uh, Laura hammering home that to solve the situation, Clint should follow his gut she knows he didn't call looking for permission to do what you have to do. With that, we cut to a scene in which he's going to do just that. We're at Fat Man Used Cars. Maya is uh, waiting in the center there. Tracksuits uh, hiding hither and yon. Kazi on a sniper rifle. Uh, however, Ronin is behind him and Kazi gets punched out. Uh, Batman style, we see the other tracksuits getting pulled into the darkness in I think what is a very effective scene, like if you think too hard, like how is he doing this? Um, then you're not, I don't know, leaning into the majesty of this is Ronan, the feared killer. This is Hawkeye, the trained, you know, the the trained agent. Um, and soon enough, Ronan and Maya fight in a well choreographed outing that has very little shaky cam. Uh, sorry, early um, Russo brothers. We're not shaking the cam too much. Every time they have Maya fight, they're upping the ante here with the flips and the kicks, the use of the sword and how, you know, she gets a hold of it a couple times and into the 
grill just missing her and everything like that culminating in uh barton getting the upper hand removing the mask removing the hood here okay to let her see his face uh so i can watch you kill me she asks uh but no that if you or anyone comes after his family, it'll be the last thing they do. You have his word. Um, and that they're the same. Uh, but she says he's a monster. But they're weapons, Matt. And when a weapon is filled with rage, it makes you blind. Not like a blind lawyer. That's He's a different character in this city right now. Um, but... Uh, they're being manipulated and for her to trust him he knows he was there that night and you know she's reading the lips at this point and and choreographed really well tipped off by ellipse informant ellipse works for your boss yes your boss um she says that he's lying but he maintains that her boss wanted her father dead. Now he's using you. And she's able to kick the sword. Uh, and it goes into that grill. As I said before, Barton's then down. She's got the sword up. And it's Kate to the rescue. Kate, having saved the day, Maya escapes uh, on her you know, on her speedy-looking motorcycle. And uh, Clint and Kate Uber away, which is a... It's an understated and quietly funny moment that like, you know, oh man, do you need your own motorcycle? Do you need, you know, the Avenger wagon? No, you just call an Uber and they ask for Tabitha and you say, yes, I'm Tabitha. Yeah, like you you just, you just don't use use Uber. Their, their, the corporate company structure has been pretty bad towards women. We are, um, what's the. What's the other one? What's Lyft the with a Y. We, we are we are Lyft people in this house. Um, funny you should mention that, Pete. The only I've only used ride sharing once or twice, and it was Lyft. Um, Maya then meets with Kazi. He's okay. Hey, isn't it strange that Kazi keeps avoiding all the damage? Like tonight, like how he wasn't part of that meeting the dad was killed at, and so forth. So, uh, <laughs> Pete, something to chew over for theories as well as perhaps be resolved next week uh back to clint and kate they have an info share during their ride share pete it's very sharing uh black widow uh the black widow that was sent uh last episode is yelena natasha's sister uh the car ride uh ends concludes and uh we see as clint hands kate uh an arrow that the unlikely duo is back working together hooray the baton literally passing in this scene here from one to another. Um, Eleanor is outside the next day with an umbrella. Elena is tracking her, following her with a fur coat. Again, Florence Pugh's idea on that prop. Uh, Eleanor kind of looks back and Elena avoids her gaze before going into a hotel. Yes, a downtown Atlanta, New York hotel. 
Um, we go back to what I like to call Appartement de Grills, uh, where Clint and Kate and Grills are having some pizza. But wait, Pete, an unknown number has texted Kate, referring to her, her as Kate Bishop. Do you remember that's what Elena was doing earlier in the episode? <laughs> Here's what you should know about mom. She's with someone who hired Yelena. Um, but wait, Kate sees the picture. She hands the phone to Clint. Clint sees the picture. We just see reaction shots. Pete, what are we seeing? Who is that man? You're, you're seeing me scream at the TV at um, 3.40 in the morning. But Pete, who is it? Kingpin. And he's the mean one, Mr. Grinch. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little land. Do you see what I see? A theory. Pete, let me give you a real hard one here, okay? If Maya can put all the pieces together to realize that she was a tool used by Kingpin, therefore her bad was actually somebody else's bad, and when she's bad to the bad, that makes her good inside, uh, as I believe another character once said uh pete will she be good enough to get her own show on disney plus <laughs> to get her own show announced for show we've never seen her kill anybody um it'd be shocking if she kills clint barton and it's clearly not on a path to do that now um again the idea of the the manipulation the weapons that they've all been turned into in this series and throughout their the characters existences uh so i i think pretty straightforward from here on out well you 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 float the clint barton dead theory so let's go with that here must uh you know must young luke say goodbye to uncle owen and aunt beru to become a man must kate bishop say goodbye to this hero and you know uh emotional uh father of sorts or can he can he be around for uh hawkeye christmas? and yeah for christmas <laughs> well, can you kill him on christmas <laughs> oof well, so what do you think? Does Clint Barton it's make a, it out of this That's season? a different Christian holiday. Uh, <laughs> if we could do the resurrection thing. Um, yeah, I mean, if this wasn't going to go down on Christmas, I would say he's a goner. Uh, will they do this to us? Um, I, I cannot imagine that they will. But, Matt, I've seen a couple things I never thought I'd ever, ever see in the past couple days. Uh, so if there's anybody I would trust to get it right, it's this group of creative people. Um, and I mean that with capitals here. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that Jeremy Renner, uh, survives this finale. The next episode, for all I know, it could be 70 minutes long and have all sorts of room to have twists and turns on top of twists and turns however if we're going to look at a 45 48 52 minute episode is there the time and do you think there is the momentum to still maintain 
the Laura Bishop massive secret history. It's the reveal that she was a mockingbird or the mockingbird or or is she really just there as the home base and the one to come home to, even if home comes to them and Christmas in New York and all that. Do you think we're going to get more big Laura reveals or, or no? Yes. And I think her awareness of Kingpin, the watch pulls it all together there. Not unlike the way they use the, the black widow stuff at the beginning of this episode to inform what happened with the snap coming back, blipping back in being hired dovetailing into this mission that Yelena is on. So you have talked all season about the importance, the narrative importance of Christmas in New York, uh, particularly as an endpoint for the family and so forth. Let me ask you this, Pete, will there be, Festivus in New York in the finale. <laughs> Do we have Julia Louis Dreyfus show up again? I'm mean, not not again in this season in in this series, but in in recent Marvel narrative presentations. Do we have her show up again? So the hiring was a misdirect. Val has not hired uh, Yelena here. It would seem to be Eleanor uh, via Kingpin. Um, I don't know. I mean, to just get the D'Onofrio reveal here, um, and then on top of that, your Julie Louis Dreyfus. I mean, again, if there's people that can do it, these are the people. Uh, I I just think at what point is it so much that you you have to hold off. On the topic of the hiring, help me understand here. We had at the end of Black Widow the heavy implication, if not stated outright, hey, we're all sad your sister's dead. Look, here's who done made him dead. Oh, I will go get revenge. And now it's, no, actually, um, Eleanor did it, went on to, you know, blackwidowsforhire.com or whatever <laughs> uh, of which I don't think Val is a member right Val seems to be running her own thing um and that's where the that's where the hire came from so all of this Pete in the backdrop of it was the it was the um the Hawkeye creator uh Jonathan Igla who pitched the Yelena secret scene to Marvel Marvel then inserted it into the the reshoot um process for black widow didn't tell the black widow people why it was there um so they were keeping it a secret from the hawkeye writing room the hawkeye writing room didn't know about it until it showed up in the movie at some point in the writing process i mean they had you know by the time um black widow finally came out Hawkeye was long in production and whatnot, but there was all this, like, this, the person who pitched it didn't know who it was handed off to, and the person who was handed off to felt bad that he was now setting up something for Hawkeye that they didn't know about because he didn't know they knew, et cetera, et cetera. With all that in mind, why did these two pieces not fit together better? And I think the finale will clarify that. Um, as I mentioned before, they shot multiple reveals or kingpin 
Um, in fact, they talk about covering not only him, Matt, but uh, cover your ears here if you're worried about a potential spoiler for next week, although it's okay, not. I'll, I'll take my headphone out. You can say your piece. <laughs> they covered the uh, stunt doubles for D'Onofrio as well. Can, can I come back, Pete? You can come back. Okay. Um, I legit took out my head my headphone. I, I keep one in, one out, like a cool recording guy. Um, <laughs> I legit don't know what you said, so um, that's not a bit. I legit don't know what you said. On the, the D'Onofrio reveal, let me say this. I, at some point, maybe six weeks ago, I saw what looked like it could have been a screen grab or could have been somebody took a picture on set or could have been like, I don't want to say fan art, but like, you know, I work for a media website and I have created a picture and I'm going to credit it as, you know, artist creation or something like that. I'm not trying to pass it off as real, but I saw something that looked like D'Onofrio in the very corpulent state of the more comics accurate um, Kingpin. We know now that we are, we did not, he has not always been that way in this Hawkeye universe, in the MCU, and the notion that the TV end, even though Jeff Loeb is a jerky jerk sometimes, it appears the TV stuff, the Netflix stuff, uh, lines up to this thus far. Um, will we get a change in what Kingpin looks like by the end of next week? I don't think so. There had been heavy, heavy rumors of emotion capture suit that was gonna bulk him up that i i think made the specter of his return less uh appealing um i mean to me i think the question is that that they call him that clint calls him kingpin um will Will the attempt at distance be to not refer to him as Fisk, as Wilson Fisk? Um, and then when we get a Marvel assembled in a couple weeks to tell the tale of how they kept it secret and then to have a producer look into the camera and say, you know, to, to bring this character, Kingpin, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the first time. <laughs> I don't know. I know I've been a proponent. Kind of like when they did the, oh, for the first time, it's truly all connected. Yeah. Um, Looks at camera. I guess, I guess we'll see with all of that. We'll... we'll... We'll see. Although I will add, Pete, just because a producer says, like, here's the rules. Here's here's the generally accepted rules of film and TV analysis. Just because a producer says, oh, our intention was that blah, blah, blah. Okay, you can use that as guidance, but you go by what appeared on screen. Um, So, I don't know. so, So we shall see. Pete, what other theories shall we see slash hear from you right now? Will we have more of Anna and Sonia, these other widows? Because I want more of these characters. It is interesting that I'm totally enjoying this season of Hawkeye. Um, I, I don't think it's the best 
season of Marvel Studios TV that I've seen this year, but it's perfectly fun. Uh, as I've said a number of times recently, hopefully I haven't said it too much, the Honest Trailer or Screen Rant or whatever uh, that did a video on, actually it might have been Black Widow, but in the last six months they did one that was like, we want a B-plus out of Marvel every time because that's consistent and comforting. If it's a little lower, you go, okay, well, let me down this time. See you next time. If it's better than the B-plus, you go, oh, my goodness, what a great time. If it's like the movie we saw this week, you're totally thrilled and happy. Um, same thing here. I'd say you know, this is like a B-plus, B-plus, plus series after five episodes. Um, maybe if I didn't know to anticipate the Kingpin you know, sizzle at the end here. Maybe it's watering into A minus territory. Like I'm completely satisfied. That said, give me my Black Widow subplot. Give me my Black Widow sh short trek, short Marvel, whatever you want to call it. Get, you know, you want to, and I, I'm mostly serious on, you know, you want to do Hawkeye and the Black Widow in two years time. And you have uh, Anna and uh, the other gal show up. I'm, I'm with that too. It's all, it's all good. I mean, to to get a year, Matt, you reference the the shows, and then we have the movies we layer on top of that. Now that we've we've gotten the fourth <laughs> in the last half year, <laughs> Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals, Spider Man, No Way Home, um, to match the output of the live action TV, and now what if Matt? I'll just leave that there. Um, the idea here that we had the Dora Milaje in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and now in Hawkeye, we have Black Widows. I mean, the cup absolutely runneth over. I, I need a second cup at this point. How about Eleanor starting, uh, Kate closer down this path here, uh, this unexpected path? Hey. You're going to work for Uncle Kingpin. Pete, I sit here astonished that I have watched a Marvel Cinematic Universe story in which a trusted supporting character and friend, I say friend broad, broadly, friend to a title character who you thought you could trust in the first half, at some point in the second half, turns out to be a villain. Um... Smart you saw money. this from Stain Tower in episode one. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Smart Money was Smart Money was seeing this coming a mile away, and, and that's not a criticism. Um, you know, again, this notion of the B plus, which I you know, there's a little bit of a negative. You know, it's a B plus, not an A. How about there's the Marvel shape to things where you go, I know what I'm getting out of this, and I'm ready for the ride. I, I know on a roller coaster there's going to be twists and turns. I I'm ready for this as a potential thing and i get to pat myself on the back and go i knew mom was bad all along maybe you didn't know kingpin all along or maybe you didn't know uh you know if you're not tied into you know listening to the podcast or reading hollywood news like you don't know that of course maya is going to be a goodie at the end because she's got her own show coming it's not going to be like and in the finale maya goes to the orphanage and you know there's nothing but blood at the end like no she's going to be okay at the end as you pointed out pete we actually haven't seen maya do that much bad stuff herself and so forth it's part of that what is familiar and what is new combo that that marvel gets right more often than not will the dog finally get a name 
Um, I hope so. I feel like it should have. I mean, I feel like it should it should happen. That's an easy one. Um, is it one of those things where it's like, oh man, we shot it, uh, but it didn't make the edit, or we were gonna do it, but the dog wasn't behaving, and uh, we have no idea how to do CGI animals. Oh wait, no, they don't. Most of the times the cat looks fake in Captain Marvel. It's a real cat. Most of the time it looks real. It's a fake cat. Um, yes, Pete. That's all the more reason why I'm here to predict. Let me let me do a serious prediction here. Fifty-five minute episode. That's going to be inclusive of all of the credits and perhaps a post. We're assuming there's a post-credit scene, right? There's got to be. Um, there has to be. What What is it? What is it? Um. I think that post-credit scenes um, are best. They are trajectory setters. So even though, for example, the WandaVision secret scene did not set trajectory for come on back for Falcon the Winter Soldier and Loki, um, nor What If, nor Hawkeye. Like it was saying, the trajectory is the next time you see Wanda. What could the secret scene be here? Um, I'm going to say it's going to be one of the Disney Plus shows. I mean, my my sentimental favorite is uh, is Ms. Marvel, New Jersey's own superhero. Um, presumably, Ms. Marvel is not the next show. Uh, I think we're thinking it's, um, it's uh, what, Moon Knight? Yeah. So, I don't know. Where is Moon Knight February? Okay. I think that... If I'm, I I also don't know, like, obviously they write these to have some sizzle, but do you sit and go, like, heck, for example, one of the secret scenes for WandaVision is essentially setting up either the Marvels, aka, Ms., uh, AKA Captain Marvel 2 slash um, um, Secret Invasion, so it's very long looking down the road. Could you have Kate Bishop get on the path train? Which, by the way, for those who don't know, connects New York City to uh, New Jersey. Um, and go to Jersey City to see uh, Kamala Khan. That could happen. Like, if you, so I, I'm going to say I'm going to say a Ms. Marvel connection of some sort, if only due to proximity. Plus, I think schedule wise, it makes sense to be like, say goodbye to Hawkeye. But here's a handoff for not the next thing or even necessarily the two next things, depending on She-Hulk comes. But here's looking to the summer and the next uh female superhero on her way up because i'm assuming in she hulk she's already powerful or something like that but that's my call pete kazi didn't go to the meeting the night that maya's father was killed um intentional or just an omission um i really like actor fra fee i think he's doing a great job in this um, I would imagine when he got the script for episode five, um, he probably was like, okay, I may well only have one episode left and they're going to kill me and they're going to kill me for forever, not kill me. I fall down, uh, you know, in, in a pit with uh, electric eels or a pit with uh, magnetic uh, experiments and whatnot. I'm going to be killed <laughs> most dead and never come back. That's what. I'm imagining he expected after reading this episode. That's my expectation too. If they subvert subvert my expectations, because I feel like he's a good guy. Um, the character, the actor, seems to be like a lovely fellow. Um, 
if they subvert my expectations and we get more of him in the future in some capacity, great. But uh, Pete, I'm not betting. I have a quarter right here. I'm not going to bet that that he makes it out of the episode because I am not confident at all. We're going to talk, obviously, in our Spider-Man No Way Home uh, podcast Monday. Um, but if you haven't seen it yet, just a Hawkeye thing to watch out for. Uh, you have the uh, Rogers the Musical uh, shout out at the very beginning of the film on the um, what are they called? Not bulletin boards, uh, billboards. Billboard, yeah. Which uh, Pete now says. Well, actually, I'll, I'll save that question for Spider-Man No Way Home. I will say this: refresh my memory. When is this show taking place? December twenty twenty four. Uh. The the party, Matt, the Christmas Eve party, the uh, Bishop Securities party is uh, 24 December 2024. Now, Pete, refresh my memory for a movie we all should have seen, Spider-Man Far From Home, so Tom 2. When, what year did that take place? That took place in 2023. It started in 2023 and he... At the beginning of the school year, and then okay, I'm just keeping track of things. As here. does Spider-Man: No Way Home. Oh well, 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 okay. Um, Pete, any other theories there? Uh, the father of Kate Bishop, Derek, here named by Yelena, deceased. We've asked this throughout the season: Is he really dead, or is he <laughs> right next to the kingpin there? I think at this point. Again, if we're going to say, I think it's a 55... I think when I click Disney Plus on on, on Wednesday, I'm going to see it's a 55-minute episode, and that's going to include the credits and the previously on and uh, a secret scene at the end. So actually, this is more like 48 minutes of content. I think that's approaching the point where you go, dramatic reveal that Brian Darcy James is dad character uh he a new york based actor a lot of stage stuff so i think point being i think you kind of hired local or you hired east coast that kind of thing um for him to come back and say surprise i am bad and abandoned my family and so forth i have a hard time buying that when you need to have whatever you're going to get for kingpin i mean clearly they, they they were holding him until this last scene of this episode, then he gets the one episode. Uh, you get the mom has betrayed me reveal. You get the truth about Jack in terms of his connection to mom and what she knows and what he knows and all of that. You get in some scenarios, the end of Clint Barton's arc. Like now I really can go home and retire or now I can go home and really retire in the ground because I'm dead. Uh, you get the return of the kids and so on. There's too much going on to then have dad say, but I'm back and I'm part robot. <laughs> that would be a reveal there. You talked about uh, Hawkeye and the Black Widow. I'd flip it around the Black Widow and Hawkeye. Um, but Matt, are their continuing adventures too big for Disney Plus? Will we get that announced 
has a film outing when we will see them next. Black Widow and Hawkeye coming to theaters 2024, like that kind of that kind of junk on the screen. I um, I think I I think these two young ladies and I, again, you know, Disney Plus is is filmic. Okay, look at what's been done there, starting with The Mandalorian. We've had all the uh, Marvel Studios TV this year. Um, Book of Boba Fett in less than two weeks. There, There is no downgrading that. John Boyega infamously said after the rise of Skywalker, don't Disney plus me. And whether or not he's come to regret that and and my hope one day of finn the series where he's you know finishing his jedi training and about to help uh janna go with billy d williams to find where she came from um it's not a downgrade these are where the the longer adventures we're we're never gonna get six hours of jeremy renner as hawkeye on a film screen, but you you get it on your streamer week to week, and I would argue it's the better, it's the deeper experience, obviously because of the time. But I just think, in terms of their draw now, as box office ladies, I, I think the next time we see them is in a solo outing movie together. I'm not sure what the right answer is. I, I I suspect that the Marvel leadership and the Disney leadership, um, let's not forget Disney leadership is partially made up of the amazing marketing team. Um, I think they'll make the right decision. Like, for example, Pete, who's the biggest star of the following list of people? Haley Steinfeld, Florence Pugh, Tom Hiddleston. Ooh, that's That's difficult. Like, the decision was made to do a Loki show. I think we can all now look back at the show and say that was perfect for the character and the story they wanted to tell. You know, here's another way to ask the question. What's the best way to spend $150 million on a Hawkeye and Black Widow, um, Kate Bishop, uh, Yelena Belova story? Um, Because I think... There, there must be some money people, even at Disney, who would say, uh, you know, I, I don't know that you're going to get, you're gonna, you're not going to get maximum Marvel audience for a show with two, fe- for a movie with two female leads. Somebody else is going to say, uh, go look at Captain Marvel that did over a billion dollars, just fine, thank you very much. Um, I think it's an and interesting... on the heels too of of Black Widow, yeah, okay, and and just the the long overdue nature of that and passing the baton to Yelena. Um, I, I think it's, it's more ripe for a movie. I mean, either way I can get it, I'm going to take it. Um, but I, I really have a sense that given the bankability of these two actresses, um, they'll, they'll go film. I mean, time will tell they're a, business concern as much as anything else so whether it's you know whether it's the six episode series being a thing to drive 
Disney Plus money or whether it's the movie to drive box office and then X number of weeks later, whether it's, you know, 8, 12, 15, 20, whatever it is, weeks later to, to go now on Disney Plus, you know, the Black Widow uh, um, Hawkeye movie, it's kind of win-win there. You just need to figure out Amongst other concerns, you need to figure out what the one is that's going to be, you know, the best business move. So time will tell. Clint obviously knew Yelena through uh, Natasha. Um, admits this to Kate. Um, how is that going to play out in the finale? Pete, it's always been a somewhat shaky story premise that, like, she's going to go get revenge because when Black Widow died and only Clint saw it, therefore he's bad. Uh, I think we kind of put up with it because it's a secret scene or because it's a this, because it's a that. You know, once, how about this? Once Yelena can say, oh, this was a bad contract and we have a contract back out thing at blackwidows.com, um, now I can sit down with Clint Barton the notion of the two of them being able to sit somewhere appropriate, uh, top of uh, 30 Rock, down by the tree, you know, Bryant Park, they're going to sit somewhere and share a drink of, you know, uh, Russian vodka and tearily tell stories. It, the, the, the closed captions will say, no audio, because the music will swell. Whatever words they say won't be as good as the ones in our hearts as they share stories of Natasha, and they laugh, and they cry, and they hug. And Pete, that's your happy ending, brought from hashtag spoiler Matt. She knows that her sister saved the world, so evidently this story about her getting the soul stone has come back, and, you know, the world's knowledge that the only female Avenger is dead. Um, so yeah, I, I think we've, we've obviously got to square that. Um, Clint evidently worked for Kingpin and killed Maya's father for him. Pete, I had a slightly different interpretation. It was this Kingpin was using these blunt instruments of, Maya of uh, Clint and so forth in in opposition Maya's father in opposition of each other for example and I'll just make up I'll make up the, the first draft lousy draft of this Kingpin has a rumor planted that you know uh, here's why William Lopez is up to no good and Kingpin puts it on the you know the Hawkeye Reddit or something like that like Kingpin is the one that leaked these are bad guys so that free agent the ronin could come in i know in my example kingpin was assuming um that clint barton was was ronin and that's not that's not the case but just that like hey if ronin is out there as some sort of you know x factor whirlwind uh let me share some bad news about this guy i want to get rid of and then ronin comes in and it's not like ooh, did kingpin do this is my boss's boss bad now we're gonna have a split within the evil company like it's just Hey, lightning struck in the form of Ronan. Gee whiz, that's too bad. That's how I took it, where it's like, you give Ronan enough, Ronan will come calling. And then, Matt, with 
Bert and Bertie given a pretty big interview this week. Um, they were very coy on a second season. And obviously, we've only gotten one second season of a Marvel Studios show with Loki. Will this break that pattern? I suspect that Amber Templemore Finlayson and Katie Elwood, collectively known as Bert and Birdie, here's going to be my guess. If the powers that be in another Disney silo could keep secret from most people that there was going to be a Mandalorian spinoff show until it hit Disney+. And to my knowledge, Pete, I mean, I think there was hopes and dreams of Loki season two, but it wasn't like, oh man, we've gone to the production uh, weekly website and there's this show called, you know, Green God, parenthesis, Loki season two. Like, it was not out there at all that it was going to be made, to my knowledge. I bet you that Bert and Birdie, with all due respect to them, as newer talent, um, w- would not be privy as to whether there's a second season. And they might have to find out at the end of this episode if there's an announcement. They might be finding out at the at the conclusion of watching it, same as everybody else. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh O'er the hills we go We're dashing through the snow to the mailbox. Pete, (laughs) it's been a week to not be spoiling things on Twitter. So our Twitter poll this week, no spoilers here. Uh, Shush emoji, also because you don't say Kingpin's name. What did you think of Hawkeye episode five? Uh, Vote which royalty you'd bestow upon the episode. (laughs) That was my little winky way there. Uh, Pete, uh, Pawn, one shield, got 1.7%. Rook, Two castles got 3.3%. Knight, three swords, or rather three pairs of swords, got 8.3%. And Sovereign, four uh, crowns, got 86.7%. Uh, so quite the uh, quite the outing there for voting. We heard from Eric Pritchard, that's at Coach underscore Pritch. Another great one, Yelena and Kate and Hot Sauce. Poor Jack, I hope Matt is right. <laughs> say it ain't so Kazi and of course the final confirmation about uncle this finale will be wild and spider-man movie tonight hashtag make mine marvel hashtag stay fantastic with a ph hashtag but go. wait pete there's more <laughs> coach Prish loves that one <laughs> uh we heard from uh noel gardner it's at noel camille Another week, another great episode. The perspective of Yelena blipping out and back was jarring. Natasha and Endgame is making more and more sense. The scene with Kate and Yelena was perfection. The Christmas music in this show has been great, but this episode was on another level. The Grinch playing over the credits after the mm-hmm. crown emoji, pin emoji, kingpin reveal was superb. I'm so excited for Vincent to continue his role. Who else from the Netflix shows could we see soon, Winky? Lastly, (laughs) Elnor is up to no good. Jack is not as naive as he pretends, and Laura was a spy in the past. So, Pete, let me throw the brick to you. Your thoughts there, among other things, on the role of the music supervisor coming up with great music. Again, I can't think of better use of holiday songs in a particular episode. Um as long as we get uh, Christmas wrapping by the waitresses, maybe pound for pound, my favorite 
you know, popular music Christmas song, um, in the finale, it'll all be good. Ooh, I have a spontaneous uh, music theory to share. Pete, if only we had a singer in this cast, and it could be Haley Steinfeld's <laughs> rendition of Enter Christmas Song. Um, so I'm going to make that prediction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we heard from James Sagacious. That's at Big Killing on Twitter. I want the uh, I want a Marvel series with just random MCU characters eating at tables. Heroes in bandages eating macaroni. Best blip visual and perspective to date. And Monica was hard to beat. No idea how this ends, and that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And in reply to that, Spider-Ham Lincoln, Tess LC139, said, Yes, I forgot to specifically mention, we'll get to Spider-Ham's tweets in a second here, uh, to specifically mention Yelena's snap-unsnap bathroom scene. Such a great moment uh, in this little, uh, in this one little corner of MCU history. We heard from Darren Bell, Darren B46052059. Uh, great episode. Really enjoyed the Yelena and Kate Bishop scenes. Uh, anybody else feel sorry for Jack, who it seems was set up by Eleanor? Hashtag Matt was right. Winky emoji. Let's get more of that going there. I uh, think the finale will be quite long, as there seems to be so much to be resolved. Also, where has Mephisto been all series, Winky? Uh, Pete, Darren has made my day. That is a great Goofy question, obviously a reference to the uh, incorrect theory for Loki. For Next Loki, up, right? Wasn't yeah, Loki wasn't no, Mephisto it, the Mephisto was all the way back to the OG man, the WandaVision. You know what? You're you're right, and my brain for some reason is stuck on uh, Loki episode one, episode two, when um, uh, Owen Wilson is in the church, and there's the there's a devil shape yes. in the stained glass window. For some reason, that's where my probably since it's the last since it's the last time we saw mephisto or not it's Listen, I, my, my you brain know, everybody there. thinks it's been agatha all along and you know we know we're getting the house of harkness series for disney plus you know by name now but you know but mephisto is eventually going to happen matt it's eventually going to happen it has to happen now it's been such a thing okay uh, yeah, it, even yeah. if it's just a series of you know that he was manipulating things behind the scenes the whole time. It's like, it, it's got to happen. Back to Spider-Ham Lincoln, Tess LC 139 I sound like a broken record, but this was another great episode. Love the Yelena flashback. Her mac and cheese sit down with Kate and the return of Ronan. The Kingpin reveal was nice. No Mephisto misdirection this time, but is he Maya's <laughs> uncle or was that someone that else? Uh, I, I will say I am a thousand percent sure that Maya's uncle was was Kingpin. Uh, Spider-Ham Lincoln concludes by saying, how will this be wrapped up in just one more episode? Also, this episode's song choices were brilliant. Marvel keeps getting everything right. Pete, you want to chime in there? Kingpin equals uncle, question mark? Oh, undoubtedly. We now hear from J. Philly B. That's at J. Philly B for fandom. Bro, another amazing episode. Jack or Kazi, who's the real Patsy? I'm still not convinced Jack is a total innocent, but Eleanor is shaping up to be as deliciously evil as expected. So happy to see the Daredevil universe get incorporated into the MCU. Uh, Pete, it was nice that we got to see that this one time in this week's Hawkeye. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Next up, Andre Yeager. It's at Dr. Polo in 1983, uh, who, by the way, Pete, continues to be the fastest gun in the West. When Mm -hmm. I put up the Spider-Man poll tweet today... 
I pressed tweet and then I was like, you know, there's like the, you know, your tweet has been posted, like click here to see it or something like that. Before I could click here to see it, he had already retweeted it. Andre has on Facebooks and as well. I don't know how he has it set such a hair trigger, but he, yeah, he is the fastest gun in the fantastic geek universe. Uh, His words here, I could watch a whole episode of nothing but Yelena and Kate at dinner. Uh, Ooh, that's an interesting, like just do like a, like a 20, if we're getting guardians of the galaxy holiday special, like Yelena and the Kate, Yelena and Kate, not like a cooking show, but like there they are. Like here we are at the here we are at the Spago in, in uh, Beverly Hills. Here we are the at the California Pizza Kitchen. Here we are right, at, at Jiro Dream like of pizza. Sushi in Tokyo. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> Have you seen? Um, you know, you and I both watched uh, Euphoria, and I'm not suggesting it take that that tone. <laughs> but have you seen the? Um, the two in between episodes, obviously they were uh, COVID affected, but the one they did with Zendaya, um, it's it's an entire episode of a conversation with her sponsor at a diner. Have you seen that? I have not. I have not. I'll have to get caught up on that. Yeah, because that that second season's coming back in early two thousand two. Um, I think there's a template. I, I think there's a there's a way to do it. Um, would you just want to limit them to that? I mean, th- this this dinner scene. What is it about Yelena Belova and dinner scenes now? Well, I mean, <laughs> I think that I know I had referenced you know tongue in cheek, like you know doing a Star Trek short track about this. Like there is something about that short model that I think can be freeing. And if you told me, like, whatever the next plan is, they're doing the movie, they're doing a season two, whatever. If you want to tell me, and coming in twenty twenty two, late 2022, Yelena and Kate have dinner around the world. Like, and it's like, oh, it's something that we shot in a day at the, at the, uh, you know, the Stagecraft LCD screen, and we brought in different props, and they're, you know, they're in Paris, or this, like, and you just want to make it a talky, Here's 12 minutes where they're whatever it is. You want to sit and say, ladies, here's a six minute script. We'd like you to improvise the rest of it um, as your characters. Like, I'm in for that. You tell me it's a short. I'm not going to sit and say, this is my Yelena and Kate moment for representation, for female power, for the. You sit and go, oh, it's a short little, it's a 12 minute thing. I'll set my expectations accordingly. Uh, and it doesn't need to be, you know, a, a best picture nominee and have tears streaming down my face and all that. Like, you know, anyhow, Pete, we, we interrupted Dr. Polo, 1983, a.k.a. Andre Yeager. M- may I conclude his words before we analyze? Please. All righty. So he said he'd like to see more of them at dinner. Their chemistry is amazing. And Ms. Pugh just kills it as Yelena. The rest of the episode was good, too. All the pieces are in place now for the explosive finale. That got a reply from Barton Stan, K-C-L-Y-L-E-1. That scene was amazing. Pew does a fantastic job. I hope they have big plans for her. And Andre concludes by saying, I bet they do have big plans for her. You can tell she really loves the role. So any replies there, Pete? I I can't get enough of her in this role. I'm really, really overjoyed with how much I've enjoyed her performance and bring on more of the two of them on screen simultaneously. We heard from Derek Bruff. That's at first play 
letter R, token. Okay, so I was wrong about the fat man being a fake out. That last 30 seconds was just perfect. <laughs> a shocking reveal for a casual viewer and a second shocking reveal for us Marvel Netflix fans. Yes. Uh, that said, this episode could have used uh, more shooting of arrows. There were two. Uh, we heard from Brian S. Brian uh, O-E-N-O. And we've heard from Brian before. I wish I hadn't heard rumors about a character's return beforehand. It would have been interesting whether I would have picked up on the clues. But they did lay them out pretty obviously, like the name of the used auto place. Uh, Ian Silverman checked in. That's uh, Sylvie underscore 76. I loved this episode. Can't wait for the finale next week. Opening sequence was fantastic. Give me all the Elena. Super cool to see the very beginning and the end of the blip all in one instant, which of course is how characters like Elena would have experienced it. Uh, we heard from Rose Ferry. That's Anna Rose584 on Twitter. How will they top this episode next week? And working someone uh, we've already met uh, back in there was excellent. So may I talk about Elena's wardrobe? Her sense of fashion is incredible and the best mm-hmm. in the MCU. They could sell those outfits like crazy. Uh, and <laughs> she, she said fashion with a PH and Ian had said fantastic with a PH. So all that is appreciated. Pete, uh, fingers crossed when we go to New York Comic Con in person next year, how many Yelena, um, you know, not non-white jumpsuit, how many Yelena spy mode outfits will we see? Uh, I hope a lot of them. Uh, back to Ian. I see there's a couple of tweets here. For whatever reason, Twitter had not threaded them. Um, so back to Ian for some words here. Fun fact, I'm a high school teacher in California, and the guy who played Anna's husband, whom we see briefly after Yelena uh, comes out of the bathroom, is a former student of mine. Very wow. proud of him. He posted on Facebook about what a crazy and cool experience it was. But more than anything else, he talked about how sweet and gracious Florence Pugh was and how great she was to work with. You love to see it. Anyway, also great acting by Renner, talking to Nat at the memorial site. And we knew there'd be a big reveal about Kate's mom, didn't we? So, Pete, look at that. An actor done good here, making his way on up there out of Mr. Silverman's class. That's awesome. Uh, we heard from Mike Carrier, Mike in Cleve 66. I'm a big Marvel fan, and I've been loving seeing these MCU TV shows with very little negatives. But this season seems to be dragging it out for me personally. For the love of God, please let this episode be balls to the wall. No fears barred. Hashtag go Buckeyes. Hashtag Michigan sucks. <laughs> okay. Um, we heard from Snow Goggles. That's at Snow Goggles. Thanks for the screen name, love, in the last fantastic podcast. I cannot wait for the finale of this series and, of course, to find out if Clint gets home for Christmas. Pete, I don't know if I had specifically asked you. I know we did talk about it. Yes or no? Two-part question here. Does Clint go home to – is it Iowa? Does Clint go home to the Midwest for Christmas in the finale? Nope. Does it's the family all, come to him? It's all in New York. And by New York, Matt, I mean exteriors of New York shot in Atlanta. <laughs> Last Bit of tweets here from Barton Stan again, K-C-L-Y-L-E-1. Dang, Eleanor, we expected it, but it's still heartbreaking. The scene between Yelena and Kate was great. Hugh is phenomenal. A Pew is phenomenal. Uh, Hugh is great over in uh, the various Hughes that are in Star Trek. Great fight with Echo uh, and the reveal of Fisk. Uh, but what can we do uh, in the one week? What are they setting him up for? And Yelena's looking to be set up as a good guy. Can't wait to see what we have in store for her. Episode was too short again. Lots to tie up next week. I'm guessing the Christmas party is going to be epic. 
you leave them wanting more. That's the number one rule of showbiz. So you can't do that with a finale. You got to pay it off. Pete, do you have any feedback from Facebook? Steve Adams writes to the Fantastic Geek Facebook page. Episode five of Hawkeye was, as promised, mind-blowing. Not because we saw he who shall not be named, but because of the revelation that Kate's mom seems to be working for him. This whole episode was pure gold. So much character work in an episode that I thought was going to be heavy on action. Elena stole each scene she was in. I don't know where this all goes next week. I can't even be very confident that Clint makes it out alive. It seems like there is too much left to happen for one episode, but I can't wait to see how it wraps up. Hopefully with a nice little Christmas bow, until next week, stay fantastic. And he spelled it with the PH. Thanks for checking in there, Steve. Uh, Pete, Steve has inspired me. I feel like maybe Monday or so, uh, maybe maybe I'll run a Twitter poll. Predictions, does Clint Barton make it out alive? Pete, this big geek week that has involved new Marvel TV, new Marvel movie, new Star Trek uh, and if you extend it to all the things next week as well, uh, I don't know if you want, how long or short the week is, but all of it has been made possible by those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek. And a reminder that our uh, matrix coverage will be there free to all, but it'll live entirely on Patreon. So always a good time to check out patreon.com slash fantastic geek. Absolutely. Uh, get yourself over there. Takes just a dollar a month to get behind that door for all the exclusives or early listens special shout out to both mary kirk and to natasha it's either chisides or chisdies i hope i'm saying that correct either pronunciation there and the level to which they help us make this possible for everyone yes big thanks to them and to all who keep us listener supported pete uh a couple of marvel star wars star trek things to discuss in the next week plus how can people be in touch with you on twitter you find me on twitter at peter p-i-e-t-e-r-j-k-e-t-e-l-a-a-r 12,255 followers can't be wrong and while i'm personally on twitter as looking back lost do me in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com check us out on twitter instagram gmail where we are fantastic geek as well but wait Pete, there's more Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with the PH, all one word, like it today. All right, so if you're listening to this in the Pop Culture Podcast feed, okay, we have this today, Star Trek Discovery tomorrow, Spider-Man No Way Home on Monday, Boba Fett Final Preview on Tuesday, Taken Off Wednesday, Hawkeye, reminder to everybody, Hawkeye 106, we will be podcasting the day after it airs, It'll be Thursday, December 23rd. So lots and lots of great stuff there on the Pop Culture Podcast feed. If you're here just for Hawkeye, reminder, it's going to be Thursday, not Saturday, that we'll be podcasting that. So the, the faster turnaround there. For now, though, Pete, the end is in sight of this episode. So I will say adios to all the listeners and give you the final word. This is not cutlery. Do you know that?